2: experience then this is the show for you this is up on game with lavar arrington tj Hushmanzada and Plaxico Burris.
3: Did you
4: hear that? LeVar Arrington, T.J. Huchmanzada, Plaxico Burris?
2: It's a show with three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And now, here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, T.J. Huchmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris. Welcome back. As you can see, he didn't give me no
5: beat. He didn't want that real freestyle. So oh, I'm not gonna you got to yo give him something. <laughs> so I'm, I digress. Oh. I'm not going to give you one. Welcome back as we move into hour two of Up One Game. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 50% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So as we move into the second hour... We need to get into what we do best. Uh Uh-oh. The NFL. Coaches on the hot seat. Which coaches, up-and-coming coaches, deserve an opportunity to finally get that head coaching um, job? And which coaches are on the hot seat that we know you're probably going to lose your job, which is unfortunate because it affects not just the head coach but a lot of assistant coaches. Mm -hmm. And which coaches and or teams that nobody is talking about might end up firing and getting rid of their coach and be looking and searching for a new head coach.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna jump right in on that because I think that there's been a lot of of failures that have taken place this year. I'll start with guys that have already lost their jobs with Dan Quinn, Bill O'Brien, and, and Matt Patricia, uh, and I'll just I'll just say this: those seats were hot coming into the season, and those seats got way too hot to stay on them as the season continued. Mm. So when you look at what Bill O'Brien, I'll start with Bill O'Brien because everybody knows I have a chronicled history ever since he went to Penn State of having interesting perspectives. And, oh, I and forgot, about that. Bill, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. You know, I heard that he was the type of guy that you just don't, you don't buy into, you don't believe in, you don't trust from the people that, were close to it that, and I knew a whole lot of kids that went there because, well, quite frankly, I you are Penn State. I, I, I know right. them very well. We put it to you like that, and and so when I heard how the people were treated that were in the office, and now, granted, there were a lot of heavy things going on at the time when O'Brien came in, but the way I heard he handled people and the way he spoke to people was less than flattering. Now, you fast forward to where we are now, the handling of DeAndre uh, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins and and the handling of of just the GM duties as the coach of of the the Texans, I just felt as though if you're not going to be a person to other people and you're going to be this something else, then you had better get the results. It's almost like everybody who comes from the Bill uh, Bill Belichick coaching tree. Tries to come with this this kind of mentality, where, iron fist, where, right, right? You can just be like as void of emotion and void of being able to connect with people on a personal level, just because of what I don't know what that what is, but it ultimately led to his demise. Dan Quinn, a different story, in the sense that I felt as though he was a player's coach. I, I was really really uh, interested as to why the the train went so far off of the rails for the Atlanta Falcons and how that led to his demise. But those were my two that I looked at, and obviously Matt Patricia being the same as Bill O'Brien. What say you guys? Well, for me, I'll go. The The Bill O'Brien thing was,
5: it was just odd. You, you give up multiple draft picks for Laramie Tunzel and you don't negotiate an extension prior to that. That's just not smart. The player has all the leverage and which in the NFL, we never have that. (laughs) Right. And then you trade at worst, the second best receiver in the league for David Johnson (laughs) and a second round pick. And then you see a guy like Stephon Diggs, who is a really, really, really good receiver, but people do not put him in the same category as DeAndre Hopkins, and they get first-round picks for that. Talking to Buffalo Bills when they um, got him from and the Minnesota changed Vikings, their team. and he's completely changed their team because yes. you can't cover him one-on-one. Right. And so you look at that and you say, "Ah, oh, that's just bad." Dan Quinn, to me, Dan Quinn's a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. You cannot give up leads that the Atlanta Falcons have continued to have. And you're a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. You you just – and then now he's gone, they're playing better on defense. They are. So now it really looks like you were the problem because now that you're gone, they're playing better on defense without you. Wow. And you're a defensive guy. And it's just what you said, Matt Patricia. You trade. You get rid of Darius Slay. You get rid of uh, – you send Quinn, uh, mm-hmm. Seattle. Guy, when he's yeah. fired, people normally speak off the record. You got guys that are playing oh. right now. Marvin Jones is like, man uh-huh. – we can be ourselves, a different team. So, it it's warranted. And <laughs> Adrian er,
4: th- Peterson, back to having fun again. Mm-hmm. Back to having right. fun
5: again. And so right. it was more of a dictatorship, and you couldn't be yourself and have fun. And you can't you can't do that with grown men unless you're winning or you have the cachet that Bill Belichick has, and they haven't developed and earned that yet. But mm-hmm.
6: you know what? I'm a you know I played for a great coach, and he used to always say this.
4: Which one? Could you play he for said, a couple? Bill hey. Cowher? Okay. Or, or Bill
6: Cowher? Or Coughlin? Coughlin and Mike Tomlin. Oh, mm-hmm. you did play for three good ones. Jeez. Oh, and Mike Tomlin used to always say, he said, Gentlemen, we are in a performance driven business.
4: Production.
6: We are in a performance driven business. And I'm not really fond of Bill O'Brien and Dan Quinn and Matt Patricia, I don't know them, but in the football world, it's a small fraternity, and when players talk, it's usually the truth, 100% of the time, Yeah, about their coaches, the organization, and who they're playing for. You think about Bill O'Brien, general manager, listen to this, DeAndre Hopkins, Laramie Tunsil, and Jadavian Clowney, mm. yeah. those are three cornerstones of your organization right there, and arguably the best at that position in the whole entire league. Mm -hmm. And as far as Dan Quinn is concerned, the Super Bowl that happened a few years ago, he'll (laughs) never get – they're still in recovery mode from that alone. So as far as Atlanta's concerned, they are not winning enough football games to – basically recover from the Super Bowl, giving up, what, 28 points in the second half by itself? Mm-hmm. So, and and Matt, and Matt Patricia, uh, we all know the truth. I mean, let's just come on and be honest. I mean, he's a, he was a product of, basically, they all were, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, which, if you give us 17 points, the Patriots will win 10 out of 10 times. Because you know why? Because you had the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to coach a defense when you know that, you know, you can give up 10, 15, 17 points on Sunday and still win football games, Mm. product of the
4: environment. I mean, let's be honest. Mm. All right, so let's transition over to lead candidates. Obviously, Rob, Rob, Salah, uh, you know, has done well as a defense coordinator in in San Francisco for for the 49ers uh one of the facial figures of that that Super Bowl run team uh became a household name everybody has been in constant debate about Eric Bieniemy and how long that that charade will last in terms of him not getting getting that that nod to take over someone's team uh a, a few a few interesting names i mean byron leftwich in in tampa bay uh what's what's his situation uh Brian deball the 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 deball yeah. you know in buffalo, and buffalo. Yeah. there's right. some really there's some really talented coaches out there right now that should be in position to take over these jobs but how do you guys see it? Like, where where would the best fit be? Because there are some teams that are going to fire coaches. I wonder if the Jets are going to fire Gase. Gase what is you mean, What you mean wonder? wonder. Okay. Come on, man. Gase so wonder. is good. Okay. It's gone. Hold yeah. on, you know, Listen, I'm
6: up here in the New Jersey area. Okay. So I get this every single day because He's gone. It's, 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 it's New York. Okay. There is no more seat. It's, it's, it's burnt up.
4: It's, it's done. He's, He's
6: sitting on the curb and his legs ain't even hitting the concrete. Oh, wow. Short legs. I mean – there, there, there's no more hot seat. What are you talking about? Listen, okay. NFL, uh the New York Jets, um, I don't have any coaching experience, but I can coach. <laughs> right. I mean, I hey, mean the
4: player, tell, better tell, tell the truth. You, you gonna
5: walk tell the truth. They gonna garner you're gonna garner respect, that's for sure.
6: But I I, I, I know what I know one thing. I know some players that I've played with who are very intelligent. And I can put together a roster of coaches and I can go out and win a ball game. Mm-hmm. I bet you that. I've never had any NFL coaching experience. But I think 12 years of playing the game and understanding it and being taught how to play the game, not coach.
5: And that's mm-hmm. where the NBA being. is still ahead of the NFL. Because we just talked the week being last yeah. us last
6: hour.
4: They they Why do you think it- that is? They give all these play- like Steve Nash, no coaching experience gets the job. Why do we think that is that guys in the NBA get treated much differently? Like they're on I, the staff. I treat. There. You know what, you, go ahead, you know Plex.
6: What? I won't just say. Um, I won't just say NBA, because I watched John Lynch go from the
4: booth. Yeah.
6: To being a general manager, Mike Mayock. Um, I mean, think about that. <laughs> think about that. Yeah. He was, you know, he was an analyst. Did drafts. Did drafts and. And became a general manager, no front, no front office experience. Yeah. So it just doesn't happen in the NBA. It's happening all around us, but you know we have to be real about it and address the situation as it is.
5: Mm.
4: Well, what is it? Cronio-
5: cronyism? Huh? Is it bad? Yeah. It's
4: definitely nepotism and cronyism involved. But I mean, so what? Like I know, a lot of people have an issue with cronyism. I but don't. I'll say this: if if I build a coaching tree or if I build a lane, going with friends, I'm, you, I'm going yeah. with the people I trust the most. Yeah, like I don't. You can you can be mad at me all you want. I could care less. I'm going with the people because you know what? When you get in them trenches, and you will get in them trenches. Like think of some to, right? of these coaches we name it. People right? you trust. You got to have people mm-hmm. you trust because if there ain't people you trust, there's gonna be a knife hitting that ground and it's gonna have blood on it. And you're gonna look at it and it's gonna be your D. DNA on there so i don't right. i don't subscribe to it anyway but it, it is is that is that the issue that the cronyism is with the coaches or is it with with the the organizations like where where do we go with that i mean you know that it's a little it's a little bit of both
5: and to get back to what you were asking there you look at adam GaSe, he's gone what's going to happen with anthony not lynn? yet he he will be what's going to happen with anthony lynn and the L.A. Chargers, will will he be brought back next year? You don't know what's going to happen with Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. But the Bengals have shown they don't like to fire a coach that has years left um, on his contract. There's just so many. and You never know. There just might be a team that is just fed up with what has transpired this year. They get rid of their coach. And you say, who are these up-and-coming coordinators? To me, at the front of the line should be Eric Bieniemy. After Eric Bienemy should be Salah in San Francisco. And what what intrigues me about him is very rarely do you hear your players come out and campaign for an assistant coach to be given an opportunity. And when Richard Sherman came out and said he can lead men, he knows what he's doing. Um I believe he deserves that that resonates with me because you don't see that where players really come out and campaign for their defensive coordinator and or assistant coach to be given a head coaching job. But I'm sure Byron left, which I think that might be a little too premature, mm-hmm. um, but maybe he will get an opportunity and there'll be some guys that come out of nowhere. Like Mike Tomlin, when they hired him in Pittsburgh, uh-huh. he kind of came right. out of nowhere. Right. And so it's going to be interesting, but Marcellus will kind of give us his mm-hmm. viewpoint on that. He's coming on here shortly. Um, Plax, what you think,
6: man, uh, you, you Byron Leftwich, you, you said may be a little bit premature, maybe, but I think he's very deserving. Uh, at the top of the list, Eric me, no doubt about it. He definitely deserve he definitely deserves his chance to go out and, you know, be a head coach in this in, in this National Football League, and not just you know coaches that will become first time head coaches. There are other coaches that deserve another opportunity, guys like Leslie Frazier. You know, who who everybody has a ton of respect for. Guys like Leslie Frazier deserve another chance, not just, you know, first-time head coaches filling those seats. So you got to give some head coaches another opportunity. Mm -hmm. So we'll be coming back. We'll
5: be taking a break. But when we do come back, we'll have that dude – if you guys do not know who that dude is, that dude is Marcellus Wiley, um, co-host of Speak for Yourself. We'll expand on this conversation, kind of get his viewpoint on it. Um, but for all the ones who get it done, there's Granger mm. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry, plus 24-7 customer support and product specialists always ready to answer any question. Call or visit Granger.com. Marcellus Wally as soon as we get back.
0: That dude!
1: Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with Ryobi's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more
7: done. Getting ready to take on spring?
4: Yeah, who is that? Welcome to Up on Game. It's me, the greatest, the greatest. (laughs) It's me. We're talking about the greatest, so I just figured I'd jump on the track, bringing us back to Up on Games. Yeah, you know what it is. I do too. So we we were talking about, and we have Marcellus coming in shortly. Still, just trying to get a hold of him. Don't worry about it, folks. We're gonna get him on. But let's go back. Let's go back to. Just talking about how difficult. Because you made an interesting point, Plex, about I don't have coaching experience, but I darn sure could come in with my experience as a player and what I've learned as a player from the coaches that I've coached under. And you know what? We're going to ask. We're going to pose this question to our next guest. He's on our hotline. Speak for yourselves, super mega what, should I say host or co-host? He's the host. He's got to be the host because he's the co-host killer or he's a himself. co-host killer, yeah. He is the co-host killer. <laughs> you can find him at Marcellus Wiley. Some of us know him affectionately as that dude. What's up? What's up, Marcellus? How you doing? Come welcome into the show, man. Appreciate you coming in.
8: Oh, man, it's nothing but love right here. Indeed. Over here doing some work with the family.
4: Congratulations Indeed. to all Indeed. three of y'all, man. Appreciate Real talk. It. Appreciate it. So so let's jump right into this because you have a lot of of great insight. And, and, you know, uh, Acho always accuses you of cooking up the books, but we're going to let you cook (laughs) as much as you want to cook on this this show. Talk to us about – we're talking about coaches, hot seats, and league candidates coming into the season. I was just about to ask Plexico from his perspective. He said basically, look, I I played for 12 years. Some of these hires – and some of these guys that are failing on repeated situations, how should we be viewing hiring of coaches? We made mention of the fact NBA uh, players are shown the type of love where they're able to come in on fellowships and end up being on the sidelines, end up being head coaches. I think of Tyron, Lou, you know, you think of Doc Rivers. Most of these coaches are former players That had played. What's what's your take on that? And is that something that is possibly something that could take place in the National Football League? Yeah, you know,
8: it's interesting, man. When we talk about hires, we all know about the good old boy club and how that networking, whether it's through nepotism or cronyism, (laughs) how those relationships just always manifest into opportunities. And sometimes we draw those opportunities by racial lines. Sometimes we look at them uh, by status in terms of former player or the relationships they had with other coaches. It's, it's really a mixed bag of nuts when you talk about how do you climb to the top and get an opportunity like that. But the craziest thing is I think you have to learn as a former player and talking to anybody who wants to be a coach, that you got to play the game within the game and you got to play it properly. Uh, A lot of times we get caught up in just putting up our numbers, putting up our stats, getting our checks, getting our accolades, and we're gone. But there are a lot of people out there plotting and manipulating and and trying to strategize to get to those same opportunities. So if you just show up thinking that I could put your jersey out there, put your name out there, and that's good enough, uh, there's more to the game than that. And I think some coaches, we could talk about, Um, some Eric, the enemy comes to mind Mm -hmm. that a guy that hasn't necessarily benefited from playing the game within the game, despite playing according to him to the, to the same rules as others. So Matt Nagy gets a job. Eric, the enemy doesn't get the job, but they had the same job before with the same amount of success. So it's an interesting play, man, but all things considered, I just tell players, if you really want to coach, you got to dedicate to that as much as you did to being a player because it's a tough game to get Mm
6: -hmm. right.
5: All right. Speaking of coaching, Marcellus, we know you're very fond. I believe you are a season ticket holder of the L.A. Chargers. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Anthony Lynn? Will he be given another year, or will
6: he be gone? He gone. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> damn, Lynn, hey, that's my dog.
8: It's weird in this world, man. How they say, uh, you know. So. You, you, you got to be PC. And when you see strangers, you got to be polite to them. And then when you see your people, <laughs> you be real to them. Dog, I'm 100 or no matter who you are, especially if you're my family. And Anthony Lynn's like family. I respect him so much. I think he was in balance. Like, no one knew what to do with his job, security, until we saw them play the Patriots. Mm. And I think that drove the point home that, whoa, something's not right here. Uh, we have too much talent not to just be losing – But losing by that number, losing in that fashion, that's when things got ugly. And then in the same week, the Patriots get drugged by the Rams right in your same stadium, and that makes you realize how distant you are from your goals. So I'm not 100% certain, but I think that this fan base, and we all know how it goes, you got to reset the fan base's expectations. Yes. And basically you can't roll out with the same players same coaches, same team, and say things going to be different. Most people don't invest and buy into
6: that. Mm. Hey, that dude. Uh what? I got? I got two questions for you, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you you a Compton, L.A. guy, right? <laughs> yes, Should've sir. Compton. Right Watch your back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how We're the hell did you Compton. go from Compton to Columbia University?
4: They both started with a C.O. Right. Yeah.
6: Going from playing football. In California, how you end up in Columbia University? To an
4: author. You don't want to answer, Plex? You, I mean, you don't want to answer, Marcellus? Yeah.
5: He said he had two questions. Yeah. Probably waiting on the second one.
4: Oh, or did we lose him? Did we lose him? Yeah, I feel we probably like we lost him. Lost him. But We yeah, got to get him back. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. interested to hear the answer to that question as well. How you go right. from, from captain to, to Columbia? He
5: was right. always a high – IQ guy. School was. And you know. School Mm -hmm. was more important to him in sports at -hmm. the time. In Compton. Right.
4: in, In Compton.
6: Yeah, all I heard was Compton did <laughs> gunshots.
4: gunshot. Yeah, <laughs> right. oh, <wow>. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, so,
6: whatever. Hey, <laughs> yeah, so growing up playing football in California, how did you end up at Columbia University? Uh, uh, this don't make sense to me. It's, it's, it's oh, like, okay. It's, it's yeah. like the Miami guys and the Fort Lauderdale guys. Like, why did y'all leave Florida to come to Michigan State? It never made sense to me. Hmm. Yeah, that's a real question, man. I feel you. Uh, and the short answer of it, man, growing up in
8: L.A., and knowing so many neighborhood superstars. This is how it started for me. I'm eight years old and I'm getting my love. I'm a, like a little Pop Warner beast out there, but there are other guys older than me killing it. And I'm watching them. I'm seeing where they go to high school, where they go to college. Do they make it pro? Or how uh, do they transition into the real world because they didn't make it? And I just kept seeing guys as talented or more talented than I not making it all the way, whether that's to the pro level or to a smooth transition to the real world. So I just started to think, seriously, like at 9, 10, 12, I was like, I got to do the game different. I don't know how, and I don't know if you can do the game different. But before I got to high school, I started to think, I can't just be another dude thinking I'm a baller and I'm going to make it, and everything going to work out. So when I got my right. scholarship opportunities and recruiting trips, I took like three or four big ones, all the Pac-10 schools and stuff like that. I took my big trips to satisfy the fact that if I'm a baller, i got to go to a big school so I can make it to the league. But then part of me reserved some space for the transition to the real world. So I started thinking academically, and I got recruited by some Ivy League schools, but really Columbia was the only one that stepped up like that. Took a trip to New York, man, and then I was sold because oh, my yeah. teachers, my family, everybody was like, look, if this doesn't work out, you're going to have a great safety net in your education. But if it does work out, you got the best of both worlds because people don't just think you smart. Even though you're dumb
6: <laughs> as hell. <So. laughs> even when, when you say That's Columbia, it just jumps off the page when you just say hey, Columbia University.
4: Hey, Marcellus, but you know the truth is they, they said uh, you was going to be like Tariq from, from Power Book uh, up <laughs> on campus. And, <laughs> and, and you you even admitted it yourself that you and Jay Z and, and uh, Diddy, was it you, Jay Z and Diddy, shut down New York City when you went to Columbia? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. You was going there for clout. You was clout hey, chasing. Bro. Tell the
8: truth. I, I was trying to get that love, too. Now, 27 did oh,
5: me niggas
6: yeah. you ran <laughs> oh, it yeah. but i was more like ricky. <laughs> you had you had you your A, ricky you had you had your averex on back then <laughs> oh, ah. i want you this shot hey <laughs> hey, but, hey but look but getting back to the coaching you know getting back to the coaching mm. um you know i played for my 2007 uh, coaching staff for the New York Giants. We went on to win to win a uh, Super Bowl. Dang, I missed about mm-hmm. yeah. And mm. and yep. none of none of the coaches on that staff never played professional football. So I'm not trying to take away anything from the the, co- the coaches that are you know coaching that they don't deserve the opportunity because there are great coaches out there who who have never played the game that a great coach but I always say that if you study anything long enough you can learn anything yeah and you know I look at a coach like Brian uh, Brian Flores what happened with the Miami Dolphins last week and you know they had a melee on the field a fight broke out and all those kind of things and he got in front of the camera after the game and he said you know what Um, we have to compose we have to compose ourselves better but I'm gonna stick up for my players And let me know if if you ever had a coach that, you know, you have to be respected as a head coach, I think, to get the best out of your players. Walking through the door in the morning as a player and knowing that your coach says that and he has your back, like you you play different, you play harder. Have you ever had a coach that you had that much respect for that you was going to give extra effort for?
8: Yeah, man, it's crazy, and it comes so many different ways how you can respect someone. You can respect them because you know that they did it before. So you walk into day one, before you see Mike Singletary coach, you know that he's your coach before any games. You're like, yo, I kind of respect this dude because he went out there and got it. Now it's a different conversation after you start coaching. You got to keep the door open. Opening right. the door is based off of what you did before and your reputation. Keeping it open is based on what you do with your job and your title. So it's interesting. I played for Bill Parcells, who instantly, because of reputation, you're going to give him respect. Mm-hmm. Marty Schottenheimer, who you're going to have to give that respect to mm-hmm. as well. And I also played for Wade Phillips, who you, you look at Wade Phillips and you think that he's a nice guy and he's everybody's pal, but he about his business and he's so relaxed. Because he already got you prepared, so he's like, job already done. Let's just go back there and have some fun on that field. So I play with guys that I respected, but we got to understand that we respect the most the people that have the acumen, have the intelligence, and have the commitment and wherewithal to make it happen. So Sean McVay comes to mind. A lot of people off a resume will look at Sean McVay and be like, Man, I ain't respecting that dude. His right. granddaddy got him in the door. All his relationships. He did play pro. And then you talk to Sean McVay. You get in the room with Sean McVay. You realize quick, you better fall in line because he's going to lead you somewhere nice. And I think there's just so many different ways, Flex, of how someone can demand and command that respect. And it doesn't have to come just from being a player. Some sorry players are great coaches. Some great players are horrible coaches and then kind of everything in between.
4: Marcellus, uh, speaking of uh, coming from Compton, you're also an accomplished author of the book, Never Shut Up. You guys make sure you check it out. It could be a great stocking stuffer. uh, And and understanding your journey and all those things that you've been through. Uh, We certainly want to give our appreciation to you, in terms of us being a part of Speak for Yourself, a, a successful show that you you co-host and, and that we are contributors to. Our last question before we let you go is, who's your MVP? And just give us a quick reason as to why.
8: Yeah, man, we Speak for Yourself family. We Fox family. We just family before all Indeed. this. That's what I love about this, man. we still making it happen. Um, my MVP right now, and I'm a bring in numbers and narrative, and short is Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to have the numbers to trump mm. everybody else out there. Patrick Mahomes is going to be right there in the conversation. We know mm. he's actually the front-runner right now, but he's not the front-runner with a story, with a narrative. This, right. this trophy, MVP, is traveling. They love it to touch as many hands as possible, get as many faces of the franchise and faces of the NFL out there as possible. So I think when it comes to a comparable argument and you have a tie, a tug-of-war, I think that Aaron Rodgers, who they thought was done and declined, drafted at his position, moved up, got a quarterback in the first round, and he still mm. went out there and said, middle finger, let me show y'all I'm still a beast. <laughs> yeah, that's about
6: it. Hey, hey, what Aaron Rodgers said when they drafted, old boy, they said, man, I went home and had four fingers of tequila. <laughs> 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 I, I ain't worried about nothing. Job secure. Yeah, exactly, Dang. man. So that's it. Oh, He's going to beat out. Love it, right. brother. Hey, when you say most valuable player, is I think of the word most valuable player on a team obviously Patrick Mahomes but if mm. I'm to if I'm to say who's the most valuable player if you take one player off that team they are pff, they don't even make the playoffs I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. Mm. I have to say uh. Derrick Henry because if you take Derrick Henry off that football team what do they have offensively?
8: Oh, what do well, they, they have? Got, they got Tannehill. They got Brown. They got some. They, boys they do, they but I'm just saying,
6: you I, I played hey,
8: even better. Man, listen, I, if I if played with Mike Rogers. Take Aaron Rodgers off Green Bay. Watch what happens. See what happens. Like I would think that they will be worse than Kansas City without Patrick Mahomes because they still have all those weapons. Like Green Bay has Devontae Adams, and then right. the, you know, obviously Aaron Jones in the running game, but they ain't got no quarterback to make that happen. So what's gonna happen without Aaron Rodgers? You throw Jordan Love out there and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna
5: it's, it's gonna get ugly.
4: It is gonna get. Hey, ugly. Hey,
5: Marcellus, man, truly, truly appreciate you taking time out your day. I know you got them babies running around the house, man, they man. Like running away they from right me. here too.
8: <laughs> They're yeah, they right here looking at me like like a pit bull he catch, a rock. He catch you, put it on speakerphone. <laughs> MJ,
5: what up? Um, appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, Always appreciate love. appreciate you, bro. Thanks, Marcel. Much love, man. Yes sir. Say,
4: yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, oh. that
6: dude. Peace, man.
4: Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> so so right. now we're
5: going to get some news What? Our main man, David Gascon, give it to us, David man. G!
3: Guys, uh, National Football League, since you guys are there right now. Steelers activated center Marquise Pouncey from the reserve COVID-19 list. Looks like he'll be able to give it a go soon. Cardinals placed Jonathan Joseph on IR with a neck injury, and then kicker Zane Gonzalez has been ruled out against the Giants. Speaking of them, quarterback Daniel Jones passed his final hurdle today with a hamstring check. He's expected to play tomorrow. And then Austin Hooper of the Cleveland Browns will be a game-time decision against the Baltimore Ravens top 25 in college football today. It is a round Arkansas getting beat down by Alabama 45 to three. Mac Jones, no touchdown passes on the day, 208 yards passing though, Georgia blowing out Missouri, 42, 14 JT Daniels, nearly 300 yards passing and three scores of his own Northwestern open up a count on Illinois, 28 to three cam Porter, 24 carries, for a buck forty-two and two touchdowns. Utah has the lead at Colorado. They scored 14 in the third quarter and now lead 24-21. It's a count. Ty Jordan, 11, carries for 84 yards and a touchdown. That one in Minnesota over Nebraska on FS1, 17-14. And lowly Penn State leads Michigan State. Why got to be low? Oh, my gosh. What, wow.
4: a, what a hateful <laughs> way of <laughs> saying we're <laughs> winning. <laughs> That, oh, that is horrible. You should be saying hell. lowly Spartans.
3: <laughs> wow. This is not Sparta. In, indeed, what it is not hell. right wow. now, fellas. 25-24, Penn State's got the lead. In, in, in one. What
6: happened? Oh,
3: my gosh. Uh, fellas, that oh, is cool. it for there. Uh, one quick note, college basketball. Florida, uh, Florida Gators' Keontae Johnson, who collapsed earlier today, during a game against Florida State, he's now in stable condition. That's good. At Tallahassee Memorial good. Hospital.
4: Good.
3: Did good. you guys know, um, Penn State, Michigan State are a combined four and nine this season?
4: No, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh you know, yeah, that is bad. It's I mean, just, bad. Hey,
6: hey, TJ, TJ, too, TJ. Man.
3: At least we could talk about Jamar Jefferson, right? Penn State, another Dude, touchdown! Booyah! Uh, this <laughs> come on, man! Is not. <laughs>
0: Sparta!
8: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Byron. <laughs> <laughs> Byron. Oh, Byron. Hey, keep
5: it locked. You're listening to Up On Game. and we come back, we will be taking callers. Who's your MVP? Call in at 877-996-6369.
0: See you on the back end. Yeah.
1: Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done.
7: Getting ready to take on spring?
2: Welcome
6: back. We are back. We have breaking news from David Gascon.
4: So what we got, Dave?
2: Breaking news
6: Uh-oh. from Fox Sports.
3: Man, imagine you guys getting ready for opening kickoff about an hour, hour and a half away, and your game gets canceled. That's exactly no. what happened. Cal and Washington State were supposed to kick off at one God, I'd Pacific. be so mad. So Cal mm. travels to Pullman, guys, and with contact tracing, they find out one player tested positive for the coronavirus, and the entire no. game gets wiped out. That's according to Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports. That is awful.
5: Wow. Yeah, I'd be I'd be highly upset, especially once you get there and
6: you realize you're not going to play. Wow. Be like, man, my mama came way out here to watch this game.
4: Man, I would be, really, <laughs> I'd be really upset if I was Plexico Burris watching his alma mater play LeVar Arrington's alma mater. Oh my God, but, it's you know, a two touchdowns wow. in the game now. Is, this is, it is, is it getting, is. this is getting personal. Uh, I mean, why not? Said, I well, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, we're winning, so I might as well take full advantage of it, right? Yeah. Might as well. You only won
6: two games, just like us.
4: Yeah, but we're gonna have a win oh over my
1: you. Oh my goodness.
5: <laughs> hey, Tim, Tim in Indiana, we 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 coming to you. We coming to you shortly on who is your MVP.
8: My MVP right now, and I'm gonna bring in numbers and narrative in short is Aaron Rodgers. I think he's gonna have the numbers to trump everybody else out there. Patrick Mahomes going to be right there in the conversation. We know mm-hmm. he's actually the front-runner right now, but he's not the front-runner with a story, with a narrative. This, right. this trophy, MVP, is traveling. They love it to touch as many hands as possible, get as many faces of the franchise and faces of the NFL out there as possible. So I think when it comes to a comparable argument and you have a tie, a tug-of-war, I think that Aaron Rodgers, who they thought was done and declined, drafted at his position, moved up, got a quarterback in the first round, and he still mm. went out there and said, middle finger, let me show y'all I'm still a beast. <laughs> yeah, that's
4: got hey,
6: hey, what Aaron Rodgers say when they drafted, old boy. They said, man, I went home and had four
4: fingers of the key. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. All right. Well, that was that dude, Marcellus Tim, Wiley.
5: Tim, what do you think, man? Marcellus gave us his uh, MVP. What say
8: you? I'd give it to uh, um, Rogers, but that's not what I called for. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> what, <laughs> What'd you call? you call? Okay, I want to talk to the bar because he's. I've been listening to him in this time slot for weeks now, and he seems to be a very, very intelligent man.
4: Uh-oh. That's and ba- I want to talk oh. about the Big Ten briefly. Just okay. Briefly. okay. So okay. Of her. Well, Why I was in the I Big Ten, too. The Big yeah. Ten let Indiana
8: play in the big Ten title game and then Ohio State would have played Iowa they would have boat raced them and then you've got Big Ten going out to USC and just trumping them that would be Indiana in the festival Ohio Ooh. State still would have got their final four because they're a brand
4: yeah what say you? Uh, I mean I think what you're saying makes absolute sense it just it just it just hurts that you know, COVID has disrupted the, the approach to being able to get to where your destination is this year. And quite, quite frankly, I mean, you, you got to look at Ohio State and the reason why they're making concessions around Ohio State to be able to play in the Big Ten Championship, void of some of those games, that those matchups that you just discussed. When you move the needle, they change rules they, for they you. They change Simple. rules for you. And that, that's, oh, absolutely. The Big Ten is looking for a representation in the playoff, and that's the reason for that. So appreciate the call, uh, and I appreciate the compliment. Usually when you get a compliment before a question, <laughs> it's, it's backhanded. You, I thought <sighs> you were about to get me. But let's go oh, back to gosh. MVP, Justin. Talk to me from Cincinnati. Who's your MVP for the NFL?
8: Well, first of all, I want to say this: uh, your new guy, that he should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl, and he knows what I'm talking about. It was a great throw, but a better catch.
6: That's right. Tell him.
8: Mahomes, and it's not even close. He's Jordan. He's doing things that we've never seen. Rodgers is Rodgers. But you guys are doing a great job on the new show. Oh, Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Appreciate so, you, so, who you said, Tariq Hill?
8: No, nah, he said Mahomes.
4: He, Mahomes, okay. So Mahomes, Mahomes should be the. the I, MVP. I can, I can,
5: I can, I can see that. And, and but Marcellus's point is this: Patrick Mahomes has Travis Kelsey, Yep, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman, Le'Veon Bell, Clyde edwards Hilaire. He has a lot to work with. Whereas you say Aaron Rodgers, you say Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones no one else so I I can see it both ways and and that's why these last uh, four games of the season is going to be paramount it's going to show you who really deserves to win this MVP
4: all right well I I think my MVP right now is going to be and if you don't know who that is look him up he's going to win he's going to win the MVP award every single time no, seriously, <laughs> seriously. You know, my MVP of this year. I, I'm I could be crazy, but why am I thinking Ben Roethlisberger as the MVP of the man? National if, Football you League? If, you if you don't stop, seven. If you don't, if you don't stop, I figured PJ, I'd shake it up a little, you, little bit. Man, are, are on,
5: you serious?
4: Man. I just figured I'd shake it up. I know uh, he's hey, going to get comeback hey, player of the hey. year. Blacks. definitely. But comeback player of the but, year. But I mean, who no. has a better record than the Pittsburgh Steelers? Did you, right you know, Did right you, know, did did you see what just happened? Hap-
5: no, you come on,
0: man. TJ's ben is not even in the top. We've
6: been right, right. through this. Hey, listen, Most <laughs> valuable player. We're